we're in a continuing, long, continuing series on the Holy Spirit. We've named it about three different things, but it's still about the Holy Spirit. Amen? <clears throat> and um, I want to look at I want to look tonight at we're going to get there in a minute. We're going to look at the manifestations of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. And uh, specifically look at two examples in scripture of one of those manifest one of those nine manifestations in 1 Corinthians 12 but I feel like that the way that we're teaching this now it's got to be really explained about what we're talking about because I think it can be missed you can just sit there and say okay I think I know what he said no you need to know what I'm saying amen and the Holy Spirit's the true teacher, and he'll reveal it to you. But I feel very compelled to continue to talk about the manifestations of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. But I want to I look at um, 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 14. That's the last chapter in 2 Corinthians and the last verse. And Paul leaves the church with this. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the church there at Corinth, and it's for us too. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That word communion there, I think a better definition for us to understand is the word fellowship. And you know, you cannot fellowship with this pulpit, right? Or the chair you're sitting in. You can't fellowship with these, this type of substance. You can only fellowship with a person. And that's what he is. He's a person. People will ask me at times, you know, people will, and you know right where they're at and where they, and where they stand when someone says, so what's the deal with that Holy Spirit thing? Well, they don't know Him. If they, they want to understand, I know what they're saying, but that just says to me they don't know Him. He's not a thing. Or I've had people say, you know, this, that Holy Spirit stuff. It's not stuff. It's a he. It's a him. It's a person. Amen? And um, the thing about him is that <clears throat> when you look at God and the, the three parts of God, the Father and the Son, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. He's the one that you and I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And who is he? The helper. He's here to help. Day-to-day, -day, that's who I've got to connect with. How many believe that today? <clears throat> I'm training myself day-to-day. -day. I'm training myself all the time to depend on him 
more and more. I'm training myself to not listen to ideas and thoughts that don't go with this, with the Word of God. I'm training myself all the time, every day, to depend more on Him. Not even to go with what I think is right in something. And that takes time. When you get in the presence of another person, if I was with Dale and I was meeting with Dale and he was telling me stuff about something maybe that was going on, I can be influenced by what Dale says and then make a judgment based on what he says, or I can take what he says, go pray in, in the Spirit, pray in other tongues, and then I, I'll have the understanding of what is really going on in, in a situation like that. A lot of people think, well, you know, I'm not going to spend that much time trying to figure everything out. Great. Do it on your own. Figure it out for yourself. Believe everything that a person tells you about a certain situation, and I promise you, you'll find yourself having to set up and break down and set up and break down where relationships are concerned all the time. And when you take what one person says about a specific thing, and you believe that, and you never ask him about it, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm training myself to know what he thinks about everything I deal with. I don't care what it is. And I will not back off from it. And it, it, it's taking me to develop what it means to pray in the Spirit with understanding. Okay, so, Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm praying in tongues, and, but it's like I'm not getting anything. It's okay. Been there, done it. Questioned it. Quit doing it for a while because I wasn't getting anything. Stay with it. Don't stop. It'll come. Why? Because he said, if you do what he says, it'll produce. This statement that I've given you, this confession that I've given you, I feel like, to me, I mean, I've got, I've got confessions I speak every day in about seven different directions. But there's not any, any one of my confessions every day that's more important than this one. I hear his voice. I do what he says, and I worry about nothing. That is, that is an accumulation of about four different scriptures that I put together in my declaration. I hear his voice. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I'm a sheep. I declare I am. You can be whatever you want to be, but I'm a sheep. And I hear his voice. I do what he says, and I worry about nothing. Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing. I hear his voice, I do what he says, and I worry about absolutely nothing. I'm training myself to have more confidence in him than I do in anything or anybody else. Nobody. I didn't, I didn't th there was a time in my walk with him, I didn't believe you could actually do that. I heard people say that, and I'd, I'd, I'd look at them, and I'd go, okay, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you, you ever heard people say certain things that you don't understand, and you kind of think that, well, maybe they're lying, you know? Maybe they really aren't telling the truth. Maybe they're just acting like that, you know, because they want it to sound good, and they want to act like they're the Apostle Paul. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I, I've had all kinds of thoughts through the years when I didn't understand. But we all don't understand at right now, tonight, all of us don't understand like we need to understand. All of us. Don't compare yourself with where someone else. Just keep moving. Keep growing. Keep training. Keep developing. And you cannot lose. You know, I've always, I've pastored here for 32 years. I've preached a minimum of two services a week for 32 years, minimum. Taught classes, done whatever. And um, I've always prayed and asked God what to preach or what to minister and how to minister those kind of things. I've always prayed that. But in the last couple of maybe almost three years, it's gone to another level, and this year it went to another level. Because today, like I'll, I, before, I would pray, and I would get messages, and I would study messages, and I still do that. I would study the Word based on what I feel like God wants me to preach in the future. So I have, like right now, I probably have five messages that are ready to preach in some form or another. But it's not enough just to study to know what the Word says. You have to hear it from God. He, 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 he will reveal to you what needs to be said and the point that needs to be made, you know? And, and oh, especially even over the last year. Um, Dan, I, I hope you don't care that I've, I make this comment tonight about the funeral yesterday. I, did, I had the honor of doing Dan and Sandy's granddaughter's funeral in... Um, that word I just spoke to you about being saved and being, and him being raised from the dead. I, you know, I had all kinds of things that I could say. You can say a lot of different things at a funeral. But as I was praying in the Spirit, and, and it takes time to pray in the Spirit to get what he once said. But he wanted that said, some other things, but he wanted that said in that funeral. And what that did for at least a number of people, you, you, can't, you can't even put words to it. Because I had several people come to me afterwards when I said that, and I mean, they couldn't even get the words out. It was just what God ministered to them. I can't do that. I can study the word 24-7, and I can't do that. Only God can do that. And, and I'm just talking about preaching, but it's in every area of our life. We have to train ourselves constantly. What do you want from me? He's our helper. And that fellowship and communion that we have with him, that's what Paul left with the church there in Corinth. He said, he said let, this, let that fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with you and be left with you. That's what he kept saying. You remember how many times that the Apostle Paul, well, just a couple of times, he, he made the comment two different times in two different ways. But he said, I thank God that I pray in tongues more than you all. That's what he said one time. He wasn't saying that in pride. They were arguing about whether you should or you shouldn't. And he just said, man, he was just saying, I thank God I can pray in tongues. 
and that I, that I don't have to try to figure this life out on my own, right? And that, that's, that's what he's saying right there, that we have that fellowship and that we get from God what he wants to deliver. And at the, then at the end of the day, it's not about us. At the end of the day, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about what we do. It's everything that we do gives glory to him. <sighs> everything we do. When you get it from him and you know it wasn't you, how can you take the glory for that? You can't. What our job is to be assured, have this assurance that's d just rising on the inside of us that we can hear him. That's what matters with us. Man, I can hear him. And if I can hear him, then he's helping me do it. But I just got to make sure that he gets all the glory for what he helped me do. Pretty simple. But I promise you it's not easy. Because you have to spend the time and you have to get your mind out of the way. You have to spend the time and you have to get your mind out of the way. And it takes a lot of practice and you can't stop. And every time you stop and you quit it for a season or whatever, you got to pick it right back up where you left off. And, 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 and there's some lost time involved, but if you'll just stay with it, wherever you've left it off and you dropped it off and you get back in it, just stay with it and he'll pick up the pace. You know why? Because he needs us. God needs you. To hear him. He said that we're joint heirs with him. On this planet, for it to work, he's got to have our participation working with him and his plan to carry that plan out. Without that, Holy Spirit is kind of just fluttering. Because Jesus did all the work. It's done. And if the, the ones who he gave the authority to in the earth won't comply and won't work with him, then he just kind of says he looks throughout the earth finding somebody that's going to work with him. Lord, use me. How about you? Why would we want to be used by anybody else? Why would we want to be used in any other way than by God? Come on. Someone shout amen. amen. <clears throat> I just wrote this down earlier today. When he directs and instructs, things get done. When he directs and he instructs, Stuff gets done. When I'm at the head, <laughs> no, just not. I like this verse, Ephesians 3.20. It's part of, the, part of the prayer that we pray out of Ephesians 3. But to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to what? the power that works within us. To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. That's where we got to get our mind out of the way. According to the power that works within us. So, 
I hear his voice, I do what he says, and I worry about nothing. When you start saying something like that, whatever it is, that lines up with the Word of God, there is a day that that becomes enlightened. It may be the first day you say it. Then there's a day it gets deeper and stronger. Then there's a day that it's like, how did I ever live without that? Then there's a day where you're actually doing it. I'm hearing his voice. I do everything he tells me to do. And I fret over nothing. Because every time a fret comes, (laughs) every time potential to worry comes, not. I worry about nothing. And you don't even have to be emotional about it. You can just say, I'm not worrying. I'm going to do the opposite of worrying. I'm going to rejoice and thank God. His word is true to me. I will not worry about that situation. That's what I'm practicing on a day-to-day basis, and I will for the rest of my life. We have to practice it. Can you say amen? I've, I've determined this in my own personal life. I'm just saying this to you. I'm I'm determined for God when he sees me that he knows he can work with me. I'm determined for God to look at me that way. I've said this to him I don't know how many times. Lord, I heard what you said and you don't have to tell me 30 times. Well, you know, I just don't know if it's God or not. So keep developing it. Keep developing your ability to hear, to know when something is God, when it's not. I promise you, God is not shocked or upset in any way if you do something that you felt like was God and you realized it was wrong. You know, the only thing you have to do is just, you just have to tell Him. You don't have to tell the world. Just tell Him, Lord, I missed it. I didn't hear correctly but I think I know why I missed it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct that and make it right. That's all he's looking for. He's not looking for us being perfect at being able to hear and know his voice, but he wants it developed. You're not going to just understand it one day. You have to put it to work. Can you say amen? amen. So let's just look at 1 Corinthians 12 just for a few minutes. I'm just going to kind of I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I want to look at one of these manifestations in 1 Corinthians 12 tonight. He said in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 12, he said, um, now concerning spiritual gifts, and we've talked many times that, um, that that word gifts there is not in the literal. It's just spiritual, just spiritual, concerning spiritual things, spiritual ways how God operates. God is spirit and how he operates. He said, now concerning the the spiritual, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts but the same spirit, there are differences of ministries that go along with it. In, a, in other words, what he's saying, well, let me, let me finish this. 
but the same Lord, and there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. And now notice what he says after that. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So when he's talking here about diversities of gifts or manifestations, he says it's the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries. In other words, different people operate in different ways, uh, but it's still the same Lord. There's diversities of activities, the way they're delivered, and how these things get out, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit of all these things here is given to each one for the profit of all. It's so that people will profit. People will advance. That's what these manifestations or these activities or these diversities of gifts or uh, uh, ministries, the differences of ministries are for, are for people to profit. And then he goes in to say, goes on to say here, for to one is given the word of wisdom. And we've talked about this before, but this is worth repeating. He said, to one is given the word of wisdom, not the gift of wisdom. So, if you have a long sentence and you take one word out of a sentence, that's a fragment of a sentence. What the word of wisdom is, is just a piece of something that God is giving you for yourself or for you to give to someone else. He said to another, the word of knowledge. Through the same Spirit. Same Spirit, just a different manifestation. And word of wisdom is things in the future. Word of knowledge is now or in the past. That He will give you for the profit of everybody involved. Now, I've told you lately that what God said to me about this is that to see and be a part of these manifestations... You have to pray in other tongues and prepare yourself for what God wants to do through you with these manifestations. What is a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge for? I believe everybody sitting here tonight, I want you to hear me when I say this, I believe everybody sitting in this house tonight should be prepared and ready and be used by God in the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Everybody. It's not something that's just for people behind a pulpit or somebody that's, you know, in ministry. We're all in ministry. We're all ministers of reconciliation, reconciling people back to God. And to reconcile people back to God, you've got to operate in the manifestation of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. We're not talking about that tonight, but we will. Because I'm, I'm going to touch on these not just one right after the other, but I'm going to touch on different ones of them over the, over the next probably few months because it's important that we talk about the operation of them. They need to operate through us, and we need to understand it. Um, to another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, 
to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Not as we work it up. I'll just tell you this. Do not find yourself trying really hard to operate in these manifestations. There's no reason to. You can find yourself stressed out trying to operate that way. I've known people stressed out, doing everything they can to get a visitation from Jesus. I never said anywhere in the Word for us to believe for a visitation. Amen? He just wants us to believe in Him. Even though we can't see Him in most situations, you can't see Him, touch Him, feel Him in most situations. He wants you to believe in Him because of what the Word says about Him. Can you say amen to that? But these manifestations are vital to the success of the planet. And they're for everybody. And God wants us all working and operating through them as He wills them. But don't try to make them happen. Begin to pray in other tongues. Continue to develop your faith. And your confidence in God, and I'm telling you, you position yourself to be used in ways you've never thought. I can remember, it may not have been the first time I ever operated in, in, and, and, and had a word of wisdom for somebody, uh, but I can remember, it kind of shocked me. And I had this wisdom for this guy, a word of wisdom for this guy, and I, I mean, I just started shaking. When I, and, and you don't have to shake to give a word of wisdom, but I was scared. <laughs> I wasn't shaking because the Holy Ghost came on me. I was shaking because I was afraid of giving this because it could be wrong. But I gave it anyway, and it was right. And this guy received it. I mean, and, it, and it's not, people don't always receive exactly what you say at times when you give it, but God still wants us to give it. He wants us to work on it. But don't, don't make this thing happen. Don't try to force it to happen. Develop your relationship with Him, and as a result of that, those manifestations, He'll will to you. He'll will them to you even when you don't understand them. <laughs> That's Him. That's His business, not mine. Can you say amen? But tonight, just in finishing this out, or finishing the word tonight, um, <clears throat> I want to look at the manifestation of the discerning of spirits. <clears throat> um, and one thing that this isn't is it's not the manifestation of the discerning of devils. It's the discerning of spirits. Because sometimes people want to be devil chasers and find a devil under every rock. Well, I just had this witness and, you know, that was this and I'm, I'm operating in the discerning of spirits, you know. Now, a lot of times people are operating in a spirit of judgment, uh, a spirit of criticalness over a certain person because of what they see in their life, they don't like that person, and so they're going to pass some type of judgment and call it something that it's not. Because it's not the discernment of devils. The word discern means to see. 
And specifically, where this manifestation is concerned, it's to be able to see into the spirit realm. To see clearly what it is that you're dealing with when you're dealing with somebody. Now, I want you to think about this. Who in here tonight believes you have authority over the enemy? Okay? You have authority. So, if you're in a situation and all of a sudden God, you know, you're, you're listening to somebody. Somebody's telling you something. And all of a sudden, down in here, you're sensing something like, you know what? I really don't think that that is true and I don't feel like what they're saying is absolutely right. I'm not, under, I'm not sure what, you know, you're in, your, in your thinking, just in, inside of you, it, you, you just get this sense that something that is being said is not true, it's not right, Okay. So what happens in these type of situations is we begin to sense something internally that God is saying, I don't want you to believe that, but I want you to take authority over it. And the reason you have to know how to pray in other tongues and you have to develop a life of faith in God is because you have to be responsible with things like this. You know why? Because every human being on planet Earth is God's child. Saved or unsaved, they were created in His image. They're His. And He doesn't like people getting ugly with people and judging people and, and lowering the hammer because you don't like things that they're doing. People that don't know their authority in God will judge people and call something that, 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 you know, I'm just discerning wrong spirits. You're saying you're discerning wrong devils. This person's full of the devil. Well, they've got issues in their life. Who doesn't have issues? Who doesn't deal with something? Who doesn't have things that they've got to work through? But you who are spiritual, Ephesians says, restore those ones. Help those people to overcome it. That's where it takes the time when you know something is there, you got to keep your mouth shut. When you're dealing with those kind of things, you, you try to bring the whole Christian community in to uh, working with you, man, it becomes a go gossip session like no other. And now you, you begin to go against people. When what God wants is for them to be set free. He's revealing things in the spirit realm that are going on that maybe has this person captive and he wants them free. He don't want you to show people how great you are and how discerning you are. I have the spirit of discernment. I don't find the spirit of discernment in the Bible anywhere. We all have discernment that comes from God just in a natural way because of the Holy Spirit. But this manifestation in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12 is the discerning of spirits in a given situation and how do you get that as he wills it for you to see it you know it's the number one thing that'll determine whether he'll will that to you or not is if he can trust you the other thing that happens when you get into this world right here and understanding these kind of things is that you, you begin to learn that you can't be afraid to go into kind of troubled waters <laughs> because there's some trouble out there. Everybody say, this isn't heaven. <laughs> you know, 
I mean, there's some days when it was like heaven on earth. Man, thank God for those days. But this is not heaven. And there's some stuff out there stirred up in every different way you can think. When you know your authority in Christ, and when you are walking this walk, not pursuing, oh, i got to operate in the spirit, of, the spirit of discernment, which it's not, that's not anything anyway, or I've got to operate and I've got to have the discerning of spirits. I've just got to operate. No, you're pressing something that you're wasting your time with. When you're fretting over something like that, he can't trust you. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He just can't trust you. So the second thing is, you've got to be willing to pursue and step out into some deep waters. Because God needs His authority operating in the deep waters. He's got your back. He's got your front. He's got both sides. He's got you covered in every single way. But He needs you. And these kind of things, these manifestations, are not for the faint-hearted. They're not. And everybody's heart <laughs> faints at times. What are you going to do with it? Let's get up, move on. I'm not going to live this life faint-hearted. I'm going to live this life on top and not underneath. Blessed coming in and going out. I'm going to operate as a world overcomer that is overcoming in every situation because I'm connected to him. Can you say amen? amen. No matter what. No matter what. So I want to just read these two stories and I'll end with this. In Acts chapter, <clears throat> in Acts chapter 13, there's a story of the Apostle Paul operating in the discerning of spirits. Verse 4. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, Seleucia, I guess that's what that is. And from there, they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now, when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul whose name was Sergius Paulus, who was a very intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, this is just a different name for this Bar-Jesus, um, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith, this, this guy that was with him that wanted to hear the word preached. Then Saul who also is called Paul, everybody say, filled with the Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit when he did what he was going to do. Remember, I just got through saying to you, you have to get to a place where you're not afraid to go out into the deep waters. The Bible said that Paul was in deaths often. <laughs> I mean, he went into some deep waters. That not everybody's called to tread, you know? Not everybody's called to do that. But everybody has some deep waters in their world because of our faith and trust in God. And here, Paul says, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at this guy and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, 
you enemy of all righteousness. Dang. Will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall, you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. I mean, it was, it was rough what was going on. But Paul discerned here in this situation. And, and actually, there's another manifestation of the Spirit, because a lot of times they overlap each other. But he operated in the manifestation of faith. He went there in faith and rebuked that guy. And then he said, the hand of the Lord is on him. And that guy didn't see. That guy didn't see. What he said was going to happen, happened. Why? Because he got that from God. So he operated in, number one, the discerning of spirits, knowing that this guy wasn't real in what he was saying. You know how many times in the church through the years that I've seen people that many people said were real. The, the person is real. He's legit. I mean, look at, look at things that are happening in his life. But, but something in my spirit was saying, you know what? There's something not right. And several years down the road, this happened time and time again, several years down the road, it ended up not being right. Because people, people were infatuated with the gifting, quote, and weren't listening, and weren't in a position to be available, to be used by God to discern what was really going on. Paul saw it here, took care of it. First John 4, 1 John 4.1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they're of God, because many false prophets have gone out in the world. That's what John said. Test the spirits. Know what you're dealing with. You know, in a natural way, you just, there's times you just get a feeling about something. It doesn't mean that you're operating in the manifestation of the, of the discerning of spirits, but you'll sense that something isn't right. The more you pay attention to those kind of things, and remember, what's the key? One of the main keys with having discernment operate in your life and you be effective with it is to keep your mouth shut. You can't talk about other people. You can't talk and say things about other people when you're discerning something that is a certain way. Why? Because they're his kids. We want to, you know, go ahead. I've, I have and have had to repent time and time and time again because it always backfires on you. But think about it. Think about it. You're the one in the tank. You got the guns. You got all the ammo. You're the one in authority. You got the power. You have the dominion. And all you got to do is just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and develop your relationship with him that is the power source. And how can you lose? And, and then you can win people over. I mean, the people that I've seen won over that... Maybe in my early years of, of walking with God, I, I would have been against them. The people that I've seen won over in the kingdom and come out of situations are endless. Because I've learned how to shut my mouth and just pray and believe God. That's what He needs from me. 
God is not going, God can do whatever God wants to do, but God is not going to declare things from heaven. He's already declared everything and said the way it's going to be. And now he needs his people to just enforce what he says is so. That's our job. That's it. That's it. We just have to do that. But the key to success in operating and being available from God to operate in the discerning of spirits is you have to keep your mouth shut where people are concerned. I don't know about you, but I'm still developing that. And 10 years from now, I'll still be developing it. I'm going to get better. I'm, I'm training myself to be better and better and better all the time. To hear his voice, do what he says, and fret over nothing. Fred over nothing. Last story. And I'll let you go. This is a story where this is found in Acts 16. And uh, Paul and Silas were together. Timothy met them and connected with them. And they came into a certain region where there was a demon-possessed woman that was having fits. I mean, she was doing all kinds of stuff. And, and it said that Paul saw her and he heard her and she did it for a lot of days. She, she operated in what she was operating in for a lot of days is what, is what the scripture said. And in this region, there was another woman who was selling linens and different things. Her name was Lydia. And, and Paul's preaching saved this woman. She got born again. And she invited Paul and Silas and Timothy into her house, and they stayed with her. And then from that time on, this is where we're picking it up, just about three verses, four verses. Now, it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying... See, she had already done this, and now here she is again. She cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Beforehand, she had been stirring up all kinds of mess. And now, now she just spoke the truth about these guys. That's who they are. That's who they were. This is Paul and Silas and Timothy doing the work of God. And this woman, who has a spirit of divination, who's full of the devil, speaks the truth. Hmm. So she had been doing it, and notice what Paul says here. This is interesting. And this she did had done for many days. But Paul greatly annoyed turned and said to the Spirit. Why why didn't he do it many days before? Because he had to make sure of what she was operating. So for her to tell the rest of the people out there that these are true men of God, and yet operating in a demonic spirit, he was sensing things that she was probably saying. We don't have the record of all all that she said. He was probably sensing that some of the things she was saying was not true. He was picking it up here. 
It began to operate in the, in the discerning of spirits, but it took some time. Notice what he said. He said, <clears throat> he turned and said to the spirit, notice, to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour, that spirit did. And when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone because he, she was making money for these guys, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities and all kinds of different things happened. You can't be timid stepping out into the deep waters and dealing with situations like this. The situations that we deal with today may not be something like in Kerrville, Texas, something exactly like this, but you understand it's an analogy of how you deal with things in people. Because people will hinder you. Nobody can keep you from fulfilling the plan and the purpose of God, but people that operate, that are born again, that operate in their soul under false and wrong spirits can hinder your advancement. They can prolong your advancement in life by tolerating demonic spirits. And that's why we need to be able, in our relationship with God, to be available to allow the discerning of spirits to flow through us so that we understand what people are operating in. Can you say amen to that? Tonight, just in this message, in what I gave you tonight, I want you to remember three things as I leave you with this. I want you to remember the declaration that I gave you that I hear his voice, I do what he says, and I worry, absolutely worry about nothing. <clears throat> I want you to remember tonight that because you believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, and because you believe he was raised on the third day after he was dead for three days. Because you believe that. I want you to meditate on the fact that you can believe anything. I mean, you can believe in anything you want. But you can believe anything that God tells you to do. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever God tells you to do, you can believe it. If you can believe that Jesus came from a virgin. And you believe that he was dead for three days and then he was raised from the dead. If you believe that, and that should get stronger in you every day, you can believe for anything. Anything. Can you say amen? I told you three things. The, the, and the last thing was that the fellowship that we have to have with the Holy Spirit, the fellowship to train ourselves and develop ourselves in our ability to hear is absolutely vital every day. Listening to Him instead of listening to other voices and what everybody else says. They're the voices of the world. There's a bunch of them. But I'm telling you, the hearing separates, if you will, the men from the boys, <laughs> the ladies from the girls. It separates the mature ones from the ones that don't want to pursue and kick in and develop. You can be saved 
born again for 40 years and still be a child because you don't allow the development to take root on the inside of you. Amen? But this is a good day. We're living in a glorious day full of dominion, strength, and power, and anointing that God has given us. We're world overcomers who are overcoming because, as the song said, the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen.